Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, met fellow adventurers, I am still in the village of Hawklaw. I thought I was done, but I just remembered there's actually one more thing to do. I can seek out the source of a strange heart. This text is blue. Following the odd hum, you make your way to the clearing on the outskirts of the village centre. There... The centre of an open swath sends a strange arch constructed out of large waven bone bricks. The towering arch constructed out of large waven bone bricks stands at the centre of this small clearing, the edge of the village. An inky void fills the curved space beneath the arch. We'll approach the arch. You cross the clearing and stand directly before the arch, within arm's reach of the black void that fills the curved space formed by the structure. Emblazoned on one of the waven bone blocks on the left side of the arch are four glowing red marks, each in the same shape of an X. Towards the top of the arch, one of the bricks bears a trio of engraved skulls. Beneath the three skulls is a faint but intricate carving that appears to depict, oddly enough, an armour-clad paleo-bred man. After several moments, you are overcome by a strong desire to move away from the arch. Heeding your instincts, you retreat to the edge of the clearing. Suddenly... As you reach the edge of the clearing, a low rumble rises from behind you, and several powerful trebers surge through the ground, passing directly beneath your feet. You turn to find the towering arch is now a massive heap of raven bone bricks. Next to the tall pile, clad in a, shim- in a suit of shimmering silver armour, spreading a sword sword sized perfectly for his diminutive stature, stands a paley, paleo-bred man, 
the living confection, half of his face badly charred, scowls upon catching sight of you. Where do you think you're off to? He streaks, stamping his stubby, rounded feet and waving round his sword in what appears to be a fleeting tantrum. Now that's my three o'clock alarm. The pearlier bed man frowns, folds his arms, then quickly unfolds them. The prophecy said I'd be greeted by a hero, he says, scowling. A champion, a warrior with strength and cunning aplenty, enough to be, do battle with the evil that presses at our borders. Even the old tales aren't as infallible, it seems. I now see I haven't been greeted by any such hero. I haven't, haven't even been greeted at all, come to that. Bah! Great ghastly goots! <laughs> oh, that's a fun expletive. Simultaneously startled, intrigued, and slightly incensed, you step forward and introduce yourself to the armoured paleo-bred men. Your affable greeting seems to immediately quell his shimmering wage, and he quickly bows. Ah, well, things are locking up, he says. His high-pitched voice and tiny stature communically odds with his rather fierce demeanor. Maybe the prophecy was correct. You might be able to help us. Just look at you. You're a giant. How could the devourer stand against you? You'd smash them all proper, you would. And you will. Come on, we best be off. There isn't time to delay. To dally. Not when the devourers are at the gates. Come on. Whisking the eye of the small being, you inquire about what he just said. He frowns, sheaths his swords, and folds his arm. You're not convinced, he says. Well, let me just remedy that. <laughs> the paleo-bowed man steps forward, nervously glances from side to side, and suddenly steps back to stand next to a heap of raven bow wicks. He stiffly bows and introduces himself as Tremesclio. I hail from the grand realm of Armclum in Lacknack, he says, his shrill tone edging on haughty. The last of your folk to enter our realm did so over a thousand years ago by our reckoning, though perhaps only a few by yours. In that time we've tamed our frozen wilds and built quite a happy spot for ourselves. All joy and peace and goodwill and holly, melly, jolly, if you follow. Then... The devourers came. The devourers sniffed us out, says Tremesco. Despite our best efforts to cloak our sense, they'll eat us all, every last crumb of every last one of us, unless they are stopped. Horrible, foul creatures! Before you finished inquiring about the devourers, the, te the Temesculo interrupts. Relating to you a grand tale of woe, involving his home, home village of Lawn Path and the creatures to which he dust alluded. With exaggerated man mannerisms and his voice dramatically rising and falling, Tomesco tells you about the devourers that have been assailing his home village of Lawn Path for the better part of a century. They're like wolves! But they stand on their hind legs, he squeaks, shuddering. They're constantly snarling and growling and also slavering. I think it's the drooling bit that frightens everyone most. 
because we all know what it is they're drooling over. Us! They chased us to the four corners of Amicalilac, forcing us to tear down and rebuild Lawnpath each time. But no more! We'll make our last stand where our village now sits. Or fall trying. The fierce looking paleo bed man halt swallows hard and momentarily turns his tiny head, seeming and attempting to hold back a flood of emotion. Anyway, he says, at last continuing. The prophecy promises a great hero, a warrior without equal, who would crush the enemy at our gates and forever ensure the peace and safety of those who call Lornipoff home. It was you who heard the humming, and you who approached the arch. You're, you're the one the prophecy spoke of, and the only one who can rid us of the devourers. You must come with me. Tomasco's small face adopts a pitifully sad expression. The paleo bread man toes the ground with the rounded head of his foot, footless white leg and and sighs, please, he says, turning one eye up at you, still trying to wrap your head around the seeming absurdity of, of this tale, you somewhat reluctantly agree to help. Hot paleo, explains the tiny confection, leaping several inches off the ground and thrusting his rounded paw into the air. Those devourers aren't known to know what stomped all over them. Suddenly, a look of dire panic washes over Tomesco's face. We've no time to delay, he gasps. I've been gone too long as it is. Let's go. Come on, just follow me. The deliverance of Lornipoff is at hand. Tomesco steps round to the far side of the towering heap of bricks, drops to one knee and mutters something. A low pulsing hum fills the air as a large black portal opens a few yards ahead of him. The magical gate, its inky course churning rapidly, hovers barely an inch off the ground. Follow me into it, says the paleo bread man, motioning to you as he strides towards the portal. Just a word of warning, I'm never sure where these things will take me, but it's usually close to where it's supposed to. Tomesco scurries forward. Scurries forward towards the pulsing gate, and you follow closely at his footless heels. Suddenly, Tomesco is within a few feet of the portal when he draws to an abrupt halt. His frozen expression, one of abject terror. Uncertain as to the source of his fear, he rushed to his side. Your eyes instinctively following his gaze, now unblinkingly trained on the magical gate. A grim snarl erupts from the portal as a pair of silhouettes burst from its swirling core. You, you quickly draw yourself into a defensive stance and step in front of Tomlesso as the featureless silhouettes rapidly change into the form of two of tall, two-legged, vaguely humanoid wolf creatures. There's a link here. Devourers. 
devour. Devour is a name attributed to two distinct but equally unpleasant creatures. Creatures an adventurer might encounter in the course of an adventure. The first type of devourer is a name given to a particularly savage breed of wolfkin, which we saw a lot of in Proving Grounds 4, that prowl the wintry realm of Almnikluak, seeking to devour the paleo-bred men who live them. The second type is a large, black, slime-covered worm, like creature that dwells in dark, watery lairs, where it feeds on all manner of biological material refuge. A devourer's cavernous, wing-shaped mouth, though devoid of any teeth, is capable of delivering a crushing bite that can even that can easily kill even very large prey. <gasps> That's me! Rumours of, especially me, rumours of devourers prowling the maze of sewers beneath the streets of Twithing have existed for more than a couple of centuries. The grey, human-like wolves snarl viciously as they creep towards you, long strands of glittering drool dangling from the edges of their fang-filled jaws. Devourers! Have at them! Tinwittles! Screams Tamiso as he bolts past you, sword drawn and launches himself at the nearest of the creatures in a startlingly brutal, well-executed attack. Not to be outdone, you leap forward and engage the second of the devourers. Oh dear. I mean I better take this down I better take this down faster than than them to Because I, I, I don't really want to be the person who kills a wolf thing less quickly than a confe- piece of confectionery that just is alive for some reason. Begin combat. With the devourer. The savage devourer assails you with tooth and claw. I do a special attack. It is slain. 3 XP. The devourer collapses at your feet. Its grey fur slick with blood. The menacing creature, still snarling, makes a feeble attempt to clamber to its feet, only to suddenly unleash a ghastly streak before toppling over and expiring. Tomlesico, the blade of his small sword, painted a rapidly darkening shade of red, steps out from behind the wolf beast's savage carcass. The paleo-bred man is missing a large chunk from his white shoulder. Oh no! Poor Tomlesico! Does restoration work on you? I hope so. Suddenly, he cries, pointing his sword at the portal. Follow me! That's not... No, wait. No, no wait. i got to do the voice. Right. Hurry! He cries, pointing his sword towards the portal. Follow me! That's not going to stay open for too long! Following at Tomesco's heels, he rushes towards the portal, just as the magical gate begins to close. The paleo-bred man, his sword still drawn, turns and shouts something to you as he hurls himself into the portal's inky moor, but his words are immediately swallowed by the void into which he has vanished. With only seconds remaining before the gate will be too small to enter, you leap into the vortex at the core of the portal, and are 
and are immediately tumbling through a silent, frigid void. Below you, or is it above you, Tomasco's diminutive form spins wildly as the distance separating the two of you rapidly increases. Uh, oh no, oh no, I, I, I need his help. I need his help to, you know, guide me to where Lornipoth is. Because I, I think this portal probably won't drop me right in the middle of the village. Because it, I'm at me, not even... Not even the Archmage Uriel can get his portals to be completely accurate. That's just how it works. A flood of vivid colour suddenly brightens the void, and a surge of heat from all directions momentarily replaces the deadly cold. Teresco, tumbling out of control, spins past on your left and then on your right, his face frozen in terror. On his second path, you reach out and attempt to grab hold of him. But the paleo bird man twirls away just beyond the tips of your fingers and plummets down into the dazzling abyss of colour. The invading colours and the surging heat rapidly retreat, replaced by the deep, frigid gloom they fleetingly displace. Suddenly, the void around you begins to crack and break into plate-like shards that slowly spin off in all directions. Far away, now a little more than a speck of colour in a sea of black, you spot Tomlesco, swirling wildly on a small fragment of the void as it spins away out of sight. Your own splintered the strange reality soars in the opposite direction from that of your paleo-bred companion. Oh no! Oh no! I might not even be able to save Lornipoff at all at this weight. For what feels like hours, though you lost all sense of time and space, you tumble and spin on the strange angular shard of the void as it spins through the icy, si silent darkness. Just when you begin to think, to fear you've become trapped in this terrifying reality, the frigid glue melts away and a hot blast of air washes past, making it feel as if your skin is about to ignite. With your next breath, you suddenly find you're standing on solid ground, in surroundings bathed in the bright light of day, though your vision is profoundly blurred. A deafening roar, coupled with the sharp splintering of stone, rises into the air as the ground beneath your feet buckles, causing you to collapse into a heap. As you slowly regain your feet, your vision begins to clear and you watch in a mixture of horror and amazement the calamitous scene erupting in every direction. You're standing atop a tree-lined knoll overlooking a broad glassy plain that extends halfway to the horizon where a steep, craggy shore meets a waging sea. The sky, a low ceiling of dark grey, streaked with wedge wedged fringed tines of grey-black smoke is alive with the flash of lightning and the glutteral rumble of thunder. As you turn to look along the back of the wise, a pair of fire-weaved boulders hurtle by overhead and slam into the neighbouring hill, the jolt from their impact nearly knocking you off your feet. Suddenly, less than a dozen yards from where you stand, 
Something massive shrieks past in a blur of grey, its lower head catching the earth and ploughing a broad furrow across the top of the knoll. Your eyes, which instinctively follow the soaring object as it flies towards the sea, open wide in astonishment as you realise what has just skimmed the top of the hill. is an entire tower of stone! Okay, okay, this, this is bad. I think I've just stepped into some sort of apocalypse. And that is not a good thing. You watch in horror as the stone tower smashes into a tall crag at the ocean's head and shatters into smouldering fragments that weigh down on the quaking ground below. A low, rolling rumble surges through the knoll, nearly causing you to lose your footing. Several yards away, a jagged split runs across the ground as, as the sharp sound of splintering stone reaches your ears. A puff of black smoke emerges from the widening chasm, filling the air with a pun- with a pungent odour of, sil- of sulphur. A volley of fiery boulders hurtles across the darkening sky, some plunging into the raging waters of distant sea, while others strike the hills and plains that run up to meet the ocean's edge. The ground again quakes, and a massive chunk of stone, which appears to be part of a row of battlements, slams into the earth less than 50 yards from where you stand. I don't think it's this safe to be here. Would someone open a portal? i got to get out of here. And I don't even know where I am. Somewhere far off, a long, dismal wail rises to the air. The chilling cry, momentarily drowning out, the reverberating din of destruction that surrounds you. Just as the, as the mournful cry begins to trail off, a grim snarl at your back makes your blood run cold. Okay, pick a number. Bonus of 30. 20 from agility, 10 from luck. Success is 50 or more. Alright, gotta get that, or presumably something will get the jump on me. Success, 57. You spin around, instinctively duck as a shadowy mass of fur and fangs lunges past, narrowly missing you with the vicious swipe of a set of long, curved claws. Drawing yourself into a combat-ready stance. You struggle to ignore the fiery debris raining down all around as the faceless and largely formless Black Terror again lunges at you. It's a vile wavager. Alright, I'm fighting it. The mass of fur and fangs savagely assails you. Is it? Is this any relation to the devourers? Is that? Is that how the devourers got to Aminikalalak and Lornipath and the Paleo Bread Men? Was it? There's there's a portal here to this catastrophic doom zone. And there's a portal to my world, and there's a portal to Dorney Path, and they somehow just slipped, slipped through the through it into some sort of portally nexus that just connected 
Doom World to Lornipath. Yeah, something like that, probably. Alright, and just I just keep gonna keep bashing it. I'm going to battle wage. Look, I have en we have enough Doom around here without your help. And it is slain. 6 XP. A shadowy mass of fur emits a piercing shriek. That leaves your ears winging as it collapses into a into a weaving heap. A violent tremor runs runs through the ground, and the earth beneath you suddenly splits open, forming a wide, jagged chasm into which you hopelessly plunge. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. Before you've drawn your next breath, you're again plummeting through a frigid black void, unable to determine or control the direction of your increasingly rapid tremble. As you spin through the icy gloom, a lurid Im image of mountains ablaze casting into a wide ocean takes form in your mind. Out of, out of the waging sea of your vision is a wire inherited by a pair of ten pair of massive by, by a pair of massive tentacles that snake snake out of the turbulent waters rises an all-encompassing shadow in the shape of a clawed hand hmm claws anything to do with wait a minute I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to look it up in the law book. Zarathmor. Anything to do with that? Maybe. I mean, Zarathmor is a shape, can shape shift, but doesn't very often because being a crab is great. <laughs> yes, could be him. He could be somehow tied into all this. Suddenly. Alright, what's happening? A rush of icy air surges past the darkness through which you're surges past the darkness through which you're falling abruptly dissolves, replaced by a sharp wintry landscape. You suddenly realise you're standing in knee deep snow at the edge of a vast forest, over which hangs an ominous leaden sky. A sharp cry to your left shattered what has been several moments of unbroken stillness, and you turn to find Tomesco bounding towards you across the top of the snow, his sword drawn. Look out! He shrieks. Behind you! Heeding, heeding the paleo-bred warrior's frantic warning, you spin just in time to engage a pair of devourers lunging at you from the forest edge. It's two of the devourers now. They assail me with tooth and claw. They're not getting any damage in, because I'm just much, much better at fighting than them. And they are slain. Four XP. Tomesco arrives at your side, just as the last of the wolf creatures slumps into the snow at your feet. The paleo bred warrior. His kneaded brow lending his round face a particularly fierce look, nods for proving You made it! He suddenly cries, looking at you. I thought you were lost for good! Come to that! I thought I was lost for good! Well, I can tell you that way! His voice trails off in mid-sentence, and he points to the left, turning to see what has unreservedly captured his attention. 
your eyes are confronted by a strange, haunting sight. Trudging across the top of the snow, leaving its wake no evidence of its passing, its ghostly company, a ghostly company of fifteen armoured men, their shields and tabards each bearing various insignias, the bearded man leading the, leading the group, a, draw, a drawn expression on his blood-spattered face, betraying a hopeless weariness, turns and raises his white hand to you in a gesture of respect. Arvul is lost, he says, his clear voice cutting through the frigid air. Our oath is broken. Our shame is eternal. Then, as swiftly as they, they appeared, the spectral fellowship fades from view. Now there's a link to Arvul, so I'm going to read that. Ah, Arvul. Nearly a thousand years ago, the small island realm of Arvul suffered a sudden and calicabistic event of unknown origin that tore it asunder, causing it to crumble into the sea. I think that event is what I just saw. No one present on the island survived its destruction. Aravar, which is located just over 200 miles off the northwest coast of Philodrum, was an ancient island state governed by a council of mages. Those white stone towers could be spotted out at sea for miles. Every few years, the wizards who ruled Arlevel would host a grand joust known as the Tutalog on the Cliffs of Silverstep atop the island's formidable sylvan cliffs. The greatest jousters and warriors from all across the North Broadlands and beyond will make the arduous and often perilous journey to Arvel to take part in the tournament, seeking to win the favour of its mage lords and capture prizes presented to the contest top finishers. It was during the 51st Tutalog that an epic disaster struck Arvel, tearing the island apart and hurting its fragments into the rampaging waters of the Sundrum. The exact nature of the calamity that befell Arvel is not known. Some have argued that a catastrophic mishap involving magic was responsible for the island's destruction. Others believe that the violent wrath of some natural phenomenon is a more plausible explanation. And I believe that interdimensional crab destroyed it. For no apparent reason. No trace of our of all remains. Then, and as swiftly as they appeared, the spectral fellowship fades from view. Tomlasco tugs at your sleeve and points his sword at the spot from which the ghostly company of of warriors vanished. Something's not right, he cries. Lord, Lord Ipoth is gone. Where is it? They might have torn it down and moved it again, but I'm not so sure. As I was saying before, I could tell you we're about to. In that instant, the sky darkens, 
act like Athens, and a rumble of distant thunder reaches your ears. A shadow, deep in the night, its wagged foremost edges resembling a cluster of clawed fingers, drapes itself over the snow-bound terrain. The paleobrad warrior drops his sword and opens his mouth as if to scream, but you never hear his cry. Everything swiftly fades to black. Your eyes fly open and a myriad of swifting, of shifting colours assails you, momentarily overwhelming your senses. As your sight comes into focus, you realise you're once again standing in the small clearing at the edge of the centre of Hawklaw, directly behind several of the village's more prominent structures. There's no longer any sign of the heap of waving bone bricks, or the tall arch they once formed. In fact, there's nothing, nothing to indicate that anything you experience here ever happened at all. Suddenly, you spot something lying on the grass a few feet to your right. A closer examination reveals the object to be a flat black stone. You pick up the stone and discover, much to astonishment, that it bears carvings on both sides. The flatter side of the stone is engraved with the single word, Arwavel. As your eyes repeatedly pass over the word, you are reminded of the ghostly company you encountered, and the catastrophic scene of destruction to which you bore witness, after passing through the void beyond the portal. You flip over the stone and stare in disbelief at the carved image that greets your eyes. Tomlescio! The engraved, near-perfect likeness of the paleo-bred man stares back at you from the stone's slightly rounded face. Gazing down at Tomlescio's image, you find yourself inexplicably transfixed by the startling ferocity of his carved expression. Uncertain about the stone's significance, or how it appeared here for you to find, you feel compelled to keep it safe, and tuck it, sa- tuck it away amongst your other belongings. It's Tomlesco's effigy view. This flat, black stone, which you discovered in a clearing in the centre of Hawklaw, bears engravings on each of its sides. The word Adaval is engraved on the flatter side of the stone. A near-perfect likeness of the Paleoman Tomeskio adorns the stone's more rounded side. Alright. After, I don't know what happened, but it was something. After taking a final look around the clearing, you return to the village centre, still puzzling over the strange chain of events that began and ended in the innocuous grassy swath. As you stroll in the direction of Stoneback Tavern, keen to spend the next small while with feet towards the fire and a tankard within reach, you pull out the flat black stone and again study its engraving. Wondering what, if anything, Chimlesico and Arvor have to do with each other, you reach the Stoneback's door and slip into the tavern content to temporarily supplant all such deeper musings with considerations of a more intimate sort. Though presently unknown to you, a whiff is opened in the eternal fabric 
separates this world from the fathomless gloom of the neverness. Through this tear have begun to appear the spirits of those who long ago perished on Arvel. There's a message here. Something related to Arvel has just appeared on the battlegrounds on Iron Crown Island. Okay, I am now back in the village of Hawklaw. I guess I'll go check out what's just turned up in the battlegrounds. Go to Westmere. Misty Lock. Through the portal. Okay, enter Zulian's battlegrounds. Battlegrounds, there's something here. It's in the encampment. Uh, nope. Maze of tents. Hmm, I'm just gonna pause while I look for it. Okay, I've been thoroughly looking around, and it seems that whatever it is that's supposed to be there isn't there right now so i guess that's it for now okay next time we i will go to eastern Tulsa and join the and join the copper hill lodge which is associated with the adventurer collective but until then farewell fellow adventurers you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.